This podcast is brought to you by Chateau Lebert, and that is C H A T E A U L E B E R T C O F F E E. Again, this podcast is brought to you by Chateau Lebert. You can find them on Facebook for all your needs. Hello, welcome back to Link Up Podcast. We have a special guest, Mr. Hey. Mark Strauser. Hey, hey. Hey. Thanks for having me. No problem, Mark. What have you been up to, Mark? Oh, not much. Trying to spend as much time with my girls, working, just to the new normal. So how has your life been affected with everything going on? Oh, wow. I've only traveled uh, once. And what was the average before? uh, Three, four days a week. Are you serious? Yeah. And those would be different cities, right? Not just like three days in one place and then you come home and then four days in another place and come home. Oh, no. Bouncing from different cities. So each day different was a state. state. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I remember you covered Canada before. and, and uh, the U.S. Do you ever do any um, outside of like North America, any outside traveling? I have never been across the pond. I think we talked about this, actually. <laughs> I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> the most I've ever uh, used my passport was to go to Mexico. Mm. I've been to Canada. Yeah. Let me take that back. I've been to Canada. but You've never been to Europe and stuff like that? Never. My wife has. I have never. I been. figured you would because you are you are you. You know, and you just seem <laughs> like you. you. I'm you. not sure what that means. You, you the sure. you. I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just figured that you would have like done stuff like that. No, I've got friends that you know have higher status and more miles than I do, and I'm like, you travel once a year. Are you serious? Oh yeah, because once you travel into Australia or something. Oh yeah, it's different than going to Charlotte and then to Chicago and you know bouncing around. Yeah. Now, are people still buying the machines the way they used to buy the machines before COVID, or is that soon slowed down? Uh, explain to me what you mean by machines. I'm sorry. I don't think everybody knows. What I'm I sorry. Do. Yeah. Um, so you sell uh, machines that are used for cancer treatments, right? That's right. I, and, sell, I sell a particle accelerator. Okay. Tell us what that is and how people are not buying that anymore, or they're buying it still, or whatever. Yeah. So some folks may have heard of the Hadron Collider where they're uh, looking for the God particle. Um, so this is a smaller version. It's a particle accelerator that basically speed up an electron to the speed of light. And sorry, I'll move a little closer. And it per- and then you smash it against a tungsten target, and that produces radiation. So uh, you may have had some family members that have been touched by the C word or cancer. And so there's three ways to treat cancer. That's medical oncology, which is chemo, mm-hmm. surgical oncology, which is resecting, and radiation oncology. And I sell the machine that produces that radiation. And so in terms of purchasing, uh, definitely have seen a, a, a pullback in capital budgets, seen a lot of mergers and acquisitions amongst the healthcare providers mm-hmm. just to survive. There's an unknown for everyone. Yeah. So, uh, but cancer doesn't stop for COVID. That's one of our, our taglines or mantras. And yeah. Now, is cancer treatment, is that covered? Is that for free? Do you get that for free? Like if I say someone that gets cancer or has cancer, are those are they getting the treatments for free or are they having to pay for that? Absolutely. No, it's it's not free. There's a, Nothing's really free. Right, nothing's free in the um, world, right. You know, there's Medicaid, Medicare, private payers, you know, you definitely have to pay for it. Um, radiation oncology is still doing very well because obviously cancer is a very big concern and mm-hmm. is touching a lot of people, yeah. right? Whether it's um, prostate cancer, breast, 
you know, pancreatic. Mm-hmm. And then once you've had cancer, uh, cancer can spread. Yeah. So it, the, the, uh, the word for that is metastasize. So it can metastasize elsewhere in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, lung cancer is the largest um, growth segment of cancer. Uh, and then that's followed up with uh, metastases. So you're seeing a lot of folks like baby boomers represent is what it's called. So they come back after being treated and they may have one or two nodules elsewhere in the body. Damn, that sucks. Do you but think- let me let me address something there because you were yeah. saying is that paid for, right? Yes, somebody's got to pay for it. Okay? Right. Um, but you hear a lot of people say they've got a cure for cancer. And you have to slow down and talk about that because you guys know me. I'm, I'm a very big conspiracy theorist. Or, right. Or whether You're I believe white. it or not, I dig into it and like to learn about it. Yeah. Cancer, there's so many different types of cancer. You can't just sit at you know, the bar and, and argue with your friends and say, oh, they've got a cure, but they don't want it because there's so much money to be made. Right. That's, that's not a very legitimate argument mm-hmm. because there's so many different types of cancer and each one acts differently. Damn. Do you, so what is the, you said lung cancer is the worst one? I mean, is the most it's, people get, it's is the that from largest, smoking? Uh, we don't, yes. Yeah, I mean, not just smoking, but it's the largest growth segment statistically. Um, and then we've got new programs such as early screening that are that are catching these nodules earlier and, mm-hmm. and treatable. Um, the C word's not necessarily a death sentence. There's probably a lot of people listening that know someone that had breast cancer or prostate cancer. There's three guys sitting here, and if we live long enough, we'll all three get it, right? We'll all three get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah my dad just people, got over that. My dad had my, oh, dad, really? had, my dad had it yeah. like three years ago. And, wow. You know, they went in there and they. Cut it up or cut. I don't with know. With the robot. Yeah, with the robot, the yeah, guy, Da Vinci, and um, uh, you know, he was fine. Like a couple of days later, you know, he had to go get you know checkups and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, everything's in remission or whatever it's called. Yeah, remission. And then like, and it just says if you live long enough and you're a male, you're gonna get it. Oh yeah, statistic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've I've had to beg my dad and my uncles to uh, go get tested. Get tested. Get your PSA tested. You may have a uh, a digital exam, which Raul may enjoy. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <sure. laughs> now you have you you have to start getting tested for that. At it's forty, right? They Are usually do it at forty. If you've got it, that, that um, prostate cancer is they think is hereditary. You know, mm-hmm. um, so if you have a Someone, I have a friend that lost an uncle to prostate cancer, so they started testing him in his 30s. Oh, wow. Probably late 20s. Doesn't hurt to get tested. Uh, like I said, the C word's not a death sentence anymore. If you catch it in stage one or two, I think the survival rate is 93%. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So now, do you think, let's just say um, lung cancer, mm-hmm. do you think they'll ever be in our lifetimes or maybe, um, your, you know, like, or your children's lifetime, do you think there'll be a cure for lung, uh, lung cancer or, you know, what, or is there a cancer you think they're almost close to eradicating? Like, you know, like if someone gets it, boom, here's this and that it goes away. That, that is very, hmm, that's hard to quantify. Yeah. Um, they're working on a lot of, um, therapies that are, uh, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of the word at this moment, but immunotherapies. So you hear about CAR T cells, which are your own cells mm-hmm. that they burn, that they, you know, um, that they put in a, a 
petri dish and they produce more of, and then they inject them back in, into your body, which is a lot of uh, a neat technology. I'm not, you know, the expert on it, but I'm, I'm trained on it and told about it from the physicians that I work with. So I think we will get to a point. I don't think anybody's, you know, I don't buy into that. Anybody's keeping it away from us. Yeah. That is really ignorant when I hear people or see people, things on Facebook like that, that, Oh, they have a cure for all this shit and they just trying to redistribute the wealth. I'm like, who the rich are? Who's who? The rich people are still going to be rich. Yeah, and poor, and all of us are still going to be poor. You know, yeah. like compared to them. But but it's like yeah, like COVID is one of the things. Oh yeah, you know they they released this this year because it's election year. And mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, man, the world is suffering from this thing. Yeah. Not just uh, not just America. Like yeah. you said earlier, seven seven billion people, and then three hundred and thirty million in America. It's not just Americans. I mean, the world is pretty much shut down. We can't travel anywhere. You got to think what it's doing to all their economies, too, when people just go certain places certain times of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Like all the people that would come to Memphis this year for Elvis, they didn't come, right? Because they were all virtual. So, like, <laughs> and that shut down, you know, you got to think what it did to the Graceland employees and stuff like that. You know, they, they probably, <clears throat> those people that make tips off the people like that in Graceland, they probably make a lot of tips and that probably covers their, let's say rent for a couple months every year, you oh, know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's definitely fucking everybody up, it's, no, you definitely. know, and people are hating on like people like, uh, Jeff Bezos because he's now worth almost 200 billion. He's like a couple billion short away from 200 billion because everyone's buying so much on Amazon and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's not his fault that people are buying the stuff. He, he's, he's the one that created it. So of course he's going to benefit the most out of it. That's what I think. But yeah, people are also like, well, you know, he's got all this money. Why doesn't he eradicate homelessness in America? And then I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, that's a good point. You got a good point there. I don't know. He can definitely get all the veterans off the street if he wanted to, you know, or, you know, whatever it is. But like, I don't, I'm not Jeff Bezos. I don't know what he does with his money, you know, but he, if not, I do know Bill Gates, if he had that much money, he, Bill Gates would probably be the first trillionaire. Bill Gates would probably be like at 500 billion right now if he didn't give away so much money all the time, like he does. You bring up some, Two very good subjects. So I'll try to address the first one. Uh, Jeff Jeff Bezos took a risk, and people folk, uh, people called him crazy. You know, he's selling books. Yeah. Now look at what he's doing. But how many people is he employing who are seeking the American dream and then get to offer that to their families? Right? There's a new normal, and if people are going to complain about you know they're doing away with jobs, you have to pivot. You have to enhance yourself or your skill set. So if robots are replacing your jobs, I told a buddy of mine, well, become a robot repairman, right? That's good. Hey, that's a really good point. Yeah. So you, you have to be willing to adapt. You can't get into a comfort zone where this is what I do. The days of working for the same company and buying their stock, and we've seen this, you know, time and time again, that you're devoted to company X, you buy their stock, you're going to retire from there, you go to retire and now the stock's worth nothing and you have nothing to leave to your family. So um, you have to be, you have to continually look to improve your skill set. And if you're not doing that, then you're complacent and, and you're not moving on. Now the addressing of they could eradicate homelessness. Um, I firmly disagree with that because I think a lot of homelessness has to do with mental health. And so just giving somebody capital or resources to put a roof over their head probably won't fix the problem because that, that's at the root of the cause, which is mental health. Right. So we can take the in person. In my opinion. Yeah, that's a good point, too, because we take the person off the street and put them in like a, 
let's say uh, one of those tiny homes or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then do, maybe that tiny home, even though you put a roof over their head and give them plumbing and stuff, what if that fucks with them more? Because now they feel even more trapped than they were before. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. they've, however long they were homeless, they've never had that, right? So mm-hmm. now you put them in this thing, you know, like apartment or, or, or tiny home or whatever it is, and they don't know how to act. It's kind of like what they say, the mentality of people that have been in prison their whole life, and then they get out, and they don't, there's no structure when you're out, right? So mm-hmm. they usually commit a crime to go back because, because they, they don't know. Right, right. right. They yeah. don't know any. They don't know anything else. Well, you're not addressing the root cause. Right. Right, which is mental health or addiction, and which, you know, a lot of people battle with. I myself have, and, you know, you have to be able to address the root cause. Got you. Tony, are you with us over there, man? You just. I'm working. Oh, okay. Tony's researching some of my statistics. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to tell me I'm wrong. He's the producer. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, what about the COVID thing? Um, like, mm. I just don't know what it's going to do. Like, Tony has a good point. Eventually, we just have to open everything back up. Right, mm-hmm. because places, because some places are open with bands. It, they're fully, they're fully crowded. You know, just like nothing even happened. They just have to close a little earlier. Mm-hmm. So that means people are just going out instead of seven. They're going out at four, right? Mm-hmm. To still get as fucked up as they want, like they usually do, right? <laughs> but and the band starts at four thirty instead mm-hmm. of eight thirty or seven thirty. But like, what about these other places that just? They won't let them open because their food to alcohol sale ratio is l- not at that level or threshold or whatever the fuck they use, the data or whatever. Mm-hmm. Does COVID, it's like they're saying COVID doesn't come out because you have food next to you. Like, <laughs> you know, I've seen those memes mm-hmm. where you have to. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, Daniel, it's a goose. He can't open up. He can only do to go right now. And then if they go back to phase two, then I think he can have like 25% occupancy, at, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But it's just like, at what point do these bar owners and them say, you know what, fuck you, we're opening up? Yeah, the state can get in, the state can get involved and pull their liquor license, and they'll never get one back, right? Mm-hmm. But then who's to say that Daniel's just, or not just Daniel, but say I was the bar owner if I they pulled my liquor license, and then I'm like, hey, you know what, I'm gonna sell it to, I'm gonna sell it to Tony. Mm-hmm. Now Tony's gonna apply for the liquor mm-hmm. license, right? Like, or, or or you know, history repeats itself. Right. We, we go back to the speakeasy and we just serve it anyway. Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna say too much on that, but there's a few of them in Memphis. I know where three of them are, mm-hmm. and there's, and I know where two are. There's five total. I don't know where the other three are. Mm-hmm. Two of them are in Cordova somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for them because it's all a bunch of fucking bullshit. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. He's like, good for them. Let's go back to what we said about Bezos, right? He took a risk and is allowing other folks to seek the American dream or be employed and gain resources off of that. You brought it up about tips, yeah. right? These people are doing the same thing from Daniel on down. And I know many, many folks I could name. Um, so, yes, open it back up. If, Tony, I don't know if you're checking stats over there, but I mean, H1N1 was what's. I forget how many people it affected. I want to say 60 million. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did see you that. Know, yeah. It, did we shut down for H1N1? No, no. we didn't. I didn't so. even know it was a thing until I started looking it up. I was like, what are they talking about? What is this? Like, you right. know, like, <clears throat> there weren't enough memes on H1N1 yeah, for exactly. Raul to educate himself. This is all I got to say about the Jeff Bezos stuff and like Bill Gates. They don't have to do shit just because they have money. Right. That's their money. <clears throat> 
No, I was saying, no, I agree with that. You know, but people are like, oh, he has this much money. He can he can fix this, this, and this, and this, right? I mean, we don't have billions of dollars, but we try to help homeless people out. Yeah, so, man. I mean, it's not about having billions of dollars to do something. It's your desire to do it. Right. So people, they're always looking for somebody else to do it. You should look at yourself and be like, what can I do? That's right. Put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, what did we say one. a few years ago? Um, don't talk about it. Be about it. Yeah, just do. Yeah. You know, because there's so many people that always want somebody else to do it so they can you know, either criticize that person or, you know, cheer that person instead of being the champion themselves. But, you know, also, Mark, you talked about Bezos earlier about how many jobs he's created and all mm-hmm. stuff like that, how many people. I've read about that, and, yeah, I read every now and then. It's not always his fucking picture books. You can read? A little bit. Oh, okay. It takes me a while to read one page, though, okay? But um, in his company, he's created, like, over 800 billionaires that work for him. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the number I'm saying is that maybe it was 600 or something. Mm-hmm. But there's 600 people or 800 people that have worked for him. Like, you know, AOL guys, how they all became millionaires. Mm-hmm. And the owner was like a billionaire. But everyone that worked there from day one all eventually became a millionaire. Right. That's the They have a core of a bunch of people that work there that are billionaires. Like, you know, like one billion or maybe a couple billion. But like nowhere near him, obviously. But he's done all this. And those people wouldn't have had all that if he didn't create this in his garage. And we've seen the picture of his garage or living room, whatever it was, you know? Mm -hmm. So his company is creating jobs and yeah, they use a lot of machines, but like you said, you have to adapt. You have to become the machine repairer, right? Right. Or whatever. Or sales guy or, you know, help desk person. But to your point, become IT. Yeah. Become IT. That's where it's all going. If If I, if I was smart enough, I would try to learn how to code now, even though I'm 40. Absolutely. You know, I tried looking at it online on some online class. I was like, oh, fuck this shit. I closed it. It was a free thing. You know, I was yeah. like, no, never mind. Then I even registered to take classes at 901 Tech in Crosstown. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I was like. Python or something? Uh, yes. You know, they teach the, um, a C++ or something oh, like yeah, that. that was some, long. I took that in high school. Some other, some other stuff, you know. I was registered. I paid the money because, you know, it was all, it was, you paid the enrollment fee, but everything else was covered by FedEx, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like. Uh, no, I'm just gonna hit Tony Bennett up for a job at Ajax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, back back to the the however many I don't think it's um 800 billionaires because but whatever the number is, right? right? Seeking the American dream. I'm not just talking about their salary, right? I'm talking about the stock. Stock is a piece of ownership in a corporation. They believed in his vision. They stuck it out, and now they're a millionaire or multi-millionaire or a billionaire, depending on how many shares of stock they have. And we've watched the stock just go gangbusters. It's unreal. Dude, it's crazy. Between that and Tesla and uh, Apple. What know, what what stocks do you own? Like, What are your top five <laughs> stocks? I know you have a good portfolio. Nah, well, I did. I did. Um, I got scared, just like everybody else. Um, FOMO. I've had fear of missing out. And then, and then the reverse. Now, my 401k, I don't touch, obviously, because I've got the time value of uh, on my side for that. Um, but my personal, you know, stocks, uh, I won't divulge because I pulled everything out. Oh, okay. So I've done this twice. I pulled everything out, uh, in March when I saw it tanking and like a fool, you know, sat there with, uh, paralysis by analysis and, and didn't get back in because when I look at the charts, I'm just like, Oh, but I'm not mad at myself because I've still got that capital. So I can, when I see an opportunity, I can get back in. Oh, right? so you sold, you sold all your shares. That's what you're saying. Right. Right. Companies. When I got out, I would, just, and that's just my TD Ameritrade right. account. It's, it is, you know, it's not fun money because it's a considerable amount of money, but it's what I personally invest in. Right. I've got other sections, right? You both know I own a daycare 
back when I took the risk, right? And, and you'll hear me say that a lot, took the risk and purchased this daycare. I pulled everything out of the market so that I had an emergency fund in case I needed it so that I could put down the capital to purchase uh, the daycare. And then when that started to fund itself, um, which thank God it is, and my wife does a fan fantastic job running that and the team there is just unreal i've got people that have been there 11 years 16 17 how long have you owned it now uh since 2012 so whatever that is damn this nine, this be nine eight years? years oh nine years yeah oh yeah damn it's been eight damn that long already yeah and it's been crazy Shit. it's been it's been a fun ride again i'm behind the scenes my wife does all of it and the staff there does it all. You just signed the checks, bro. <laughs> I don't even do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even do that. Her, name, her name's on the check. That's right. Fixing the toilets the on toilet, the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you and Kurt out there with the bulldozer lever or some grand, yeah. ground or something. Yeah. Um, now, when with the pandemic, when the people that were essential workers, they had to go to work and the daycares became free. You know what I'm talking about? Well, there was like a not program necessarily that you free. So a, yeah, there's no, as I said, there's nothing, nothing free. free in this world. The um, government paid for it. So yeah, this is a good segue. So the daycare and then how that's been affected. I got a lot of calls from folks saying, "Wow, did you have to shut down?" And no, daycares were what I call a beacon of light um, during this COVID because you have single mothers, you have dual income families, you have essential workers. Now, essential worker, a lot of people will think, oh, the the ER doctor, the ICU nurses and everything. But these are folks that work in restaurants. You know, there's yeah. a lot of essential people that keep this world going. Beside, you know, obviously, shout out to firemen and paramedic EMTs and, and cops. Um, but yes, so to answer your question, there's an essential worker program where these folks had to go to work and their children have to go somewhere. And we're seeing it now with these, excuse me, but weird setup for schools, right? You're going to go three, two it's days, strange. You're yeah. stay home three days. Well, where are these parents going to send their kids while they're doing virtual, right? Because some of them may still have to be at work in person. So there's um, childcare vouchers that the government funds through everyone's tax money. So that was my point that none of this is free. Right. <clears throat> and those essential workers were, um, were able to sign up for that so that they could go to work um, and, and then have their, their kids watched at daycare or funded through the taxpayer right. money. It's, it's, you know, another bailout. Um, however you want to look at it. It's just a, the resources were put out there to support it. Did you have a lot of uh, of your parents, of your kids' parents on, that signed up for the program when it became available? Uh, we, uh, for essential workers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Because, I mean, you know, like <clears throat> like you just said, essential workers could be a doctor mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It could be the folks that are working at my daycare. Right. Right. They're, and then I'm an essential worker because I, because I guess back in the day they gave enough money, the mm. beer people gave enough money to the <laughs> government to become, put their companies as essential, you know? Mm -hmm. But when this first started working, me and my buddy, Barry, were like, you know, Barry Parker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We mean, he was sitting back like, do you think we can have a job? Like, you know, we were like, ah, are we essential? Like, I was like, no, dude, we sell beer. No way, man. That's what I said. He's like, yeah. no, I think we are. Cause I think cause liquor stores will be open. I was like, well, fuck. I was like, if we, then I'm saying like, man, fuck, I want the time off. And then I'm like, you know, so thankful that I did work because I've seen everybody, you know, that couldn't go to work and stuff like that. And then I was like, it's so dumb that I'm an essential worker, you know, like mm -hmm. sell, uh, selling beer. Well, look at the depression. Yeah. Right? Alcohol sales. Right. Do you think that's because of the taxes on alcohol? 
Do I? Oh, that they're an essential worker? Yeah. No, I think it's a, a, an addiction and a vice that, that people turn to. Like, people can drink alcohol and not be addicted. But No, I'm saying, like, is that why the government allowed it? So they can get the tax money on it? Yeah. Mm, that's a good question. I, I because liquor, you pay by the taxes by the drink, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's different in each state. I, oh, okay. I, I'm, not Clint, I'm not the expert on that. But I never really thought about that, Tony. That's a good point. I mean— when you look at the tax revenue, and you, I read an article uh, yesterday about the IRS is considering thirty-seven million less tax returns in twenty-one and twenty-two. Oh, wow. thirty-seven million. What? Why, why is that? Uh, loss of jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, different reasons. It was on uh, zerohedge.com. So, if you want to read the article, um, um, yesterday we had Crystal on the show, and she's a um, a realtor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were asking, like, his business booming? Is it slowed down? You know, and she's like, no, it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, people are people are taking, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 down payment dollars down payment and putting it on the houses, you know, like, or 50,000, whatever. It's like me, I'm like, that's like a big risk right now. That's what I was thinking, you know. And she was like, well, you know, some of these people, they've been waiting their whole lives to buy a home. Mm-hmm. And now they have the money. So while they have the money, they want to put the down payment before something you know, because they can obviously probably afford their mortgage payment, you know, but it's, you know, I was just like, man, I don't know. It's like, that's a big risk, man. But it's, I'm glad that people are still taking chances on doing this kind of stuff. You know, you see that common theme has come up throughout this discussion of risk. So yeah. to purchase a house is probably the largest risk or investment that an individual contributor or a single person does in their lifetime. Right. So we talked about risk with Bezos and risk and risk. And so that's the analogy. I you took a risk. Draw. Yeah. I've, t- I've taken a lot of risk. <laughs> Thankfully, some have paid off. Um, the, the risk of purchasing that home. But you have to look at the other side of that equation or that transaction, right? It's the seller. So things are going very well. I'm not going to speak for, the, for Crystal, but things are very well because the, the housing market is at its peak. Okay, and so folks you. are looking at, hey, this is a great time to sell, right? There's that combined with the unknown of the future. But, you know, these houses are being sold before they even go on the market. The day they're on the market, they're going fast. So the inventory is not really there. Um, and, and you see our friends, mutual friends, um, you know, Trey, Stephen, that, that, that post on their sold, sold, sold. And I'm like, wow. these. Dude, are, these Stephen are- Anderson sells a house like every <laughs> – 20 hours, it seems like, yeah. man, that guy's a, my friend Patricia had the house over there by 64 Mulligans mm-hmm. and it sat on the market for a year. Realtor just sucked. She said, you know, and I was like, well, I have a friend that can sell this thing in no time. Mm-hmm. She's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. So she, she, she called Steve. I mean, I gave Steven, they, they linked up, right? Steven sold that house in like 35 days for her. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised it lasted that long. Yeah. I mean, the ones and, I'm out in Arlington, yeah. the ones in Arlington are lasting, you know, a day to five days. My neighborhood, they're just going. Yeah. Um, I saw that somebody had a house out at Arlington for rent for like 2300 mm-hmm. And I was like, my friend sent it to me. He's like, I was like, it doesn't sound kind of expensive. He's like, dude, you're in Arlington mm-hmm. and the house is big. It's going to be new construction more than likely, mm-hmm. if not maybe a couple years old, you know, I was like, yeah, I guess that makes a difference. Huh? He's like, yeah. Plus you, plus the people are moving out here for the school district. Yeah. You Number know? one point that school district is phenomenal. Um, you know, they've, they've done a great job with the school district out there. Do you think also it's just like they say, I think, um, 
Hod said it when he was on here. It's like, as long as the banks are loaning money, it's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. I mean, look at the interest rates you can get now. Yeah. I mean, if you got good credit, it's amazing. This is cheap money, right? Yeah. I mean. Because it's like they um they always say, like, most people, I guess you kind of touched on it. Most people jump out when everything is, they think the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. And the people that sit back and wait for the rainy days are the ones that usually get to see the sunshine. Right. You know, mm-hmm. because, you know, they're usually have the money to invest in stuff like buy properties or buy stocks or mm-hmm. stuff like that. That was my point earlier about me sitting out, you know, yeah. and, and and I went against my, this is the thing about investing. You have to follow your discipline no matter what's happening, because if you start to follow the crowd, mm-hmm. you're too late. Yeah. You know? And so I just have forgiven myself and learned a lesson to get back to my discipline of don't follow the crowd. Um, but what did you just say a minute ago, Tony? You spurred a thought. Um, oh, on cheap money, right? Why not use other people's money when these interest rates yeah. are 3.2, 2.8? You know, our parents were looking at 14 and 16% interest rates. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. You know, you have to put these things in perspective and, and have a historical perspective on it. So why not? You would know, do it now. Would you buy, like, obviously now it's too late, like downtown or like in Midtown, maybe not Midtown so much, but like, would you buy property if you saw something like, I don't know, like say they doing, start redoing the backside of Colleyville or something like that, you know, like with mm-hmm. the regular house sizes, houses are and stuff. Would you buy something out there to sit on the land or, or, or the house and then maybe start redoing it or? I don't Just, know about the house, but the land I've always said yes. You know, they're not um, making any more land, so land's a great investment. Um, in terms of the house, I've asked my wife if she wanted to move to Collierville. We have to look at different things. You know, both of our parents are a mile from each other in Bartlett. It's the commute to where she goes, I just need 385, right? I need to go to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to need <laughs> to go to the airport. Um, so and that and an internet connection. So the answer is yes. I mean, I, w- I would buy land. Piperton's booming. Anything from Piperton up to like Oakland. Uh, up north, yeah, the Oakland north to that new exit just past uh, what is that exit twenty nine? I believe it is because mine's twenty five. You know, there's a new exit off of forty. That that area I think is going to um, really be valuable. And and three eighty five has done that. It's allowed commuters to have yeah. arteries into other areas. Um, I have my own theories on why that's happening, right? I think the crime rate in Memphis needs to be addressed. Um, talking about that, <clears throat> one of my buddies that's a cop, he just posted on his Facebook, yeah, I think it was yesterday or this morning or whatever, we had like 249 murders with still four months and like 19 days to go. Yeah, chasing and, the record. Yeah, and he was it's like, unreal. yeah, and, and they won't get rid of the, uh, what is it called when the cops have to stay live within the thing? The new cops have to stay within the Sabre County limits or whatever. Oh, living in their jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't get rid of that or something like that, or they won't add that, or I don't know. And he's like, "How the fuck are we supposed to do our job? We can't even get new officers." Right. You miss out on a lot of uh, a nice pool of candidates. I literally you- saw that West Memphis Police Department had a Facebook ad running, or not an ad, but it was like on the, the new Memphis jobs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Fourteen seventy five an hour to be a cop in West Memphis. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Now, well, don't let's get me take wrong. this one step further no, and talk about. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's a job. It's you know full benefits, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. man, you you're literally you don't know what's going to happen pulling that car over, that speeding or whatever. You never you don't know what you're going to find in that car or yeah. you know like for fourteen dollars and seventy five cents, man. 
right? Like, Unreal. Yeah, Unreal. I was like, holy fuck. That's man. less than what they're asking the new minimum wage to be, right? Yeah. Let's bump it to 15. But let's take that one step further. Defund the police, right? How fucking stupid is that? Well, it's very dumb because if they shut down police departments and stuff like that, the crime's just going to go up. Right. Right. Like, well, you're saw, not addressing just like the housing or the homeless that we talked about. You're not addressing the root cause, right? When you say defund the police, and I'm going to send in some social workers. So that means they're this ignorant shit. They're pulling money from the budget of the police in that city and dispersing those funds. reallocating. Okay, 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 right to some social workers that have been taught, you know, or trained in how to talk through things. Now, do you? But you don't know. That, that this is a nonviolent emergency until you show up. That you don't in a nonviolent emergency, we've seen enough videos that can yeah. turn violent and you know and that's another in, thing. In second. Do you really think like I'm just gonna use uh whoever say do you really think girl A wants to go and ch- go by herself and check on that because she's a social worker and it falls under her shift or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like she's gonna want a police officer with there, right? Because you just feel more safe with somebody that Besides yourself, you're going to be unarmed mm-hmm. as a social worker. You don't know what's going to happen when you knock on that door. You know, person could be high on whatever, or yeah. they could be fine. Yeah. You know, like you just never know. I and feel I, this conversation headed down the path, I think, needs to happen across the country, right? It's to address the the things we've done right and the things we've done wrong. And obviously the number one, I had this discussion with my neighbor um, the number one black eye and, and mistake that was made in the, the founding and the history of this country is slavery, right? Right. So let's address it. Let's put it on the table and move forward because, you know, I'm not involved in that. I don't condone it. I'm wearing a, a band that's, you know, supportive of, of the blue line, but I'm also supportive of Black Lives Matter. You know, right. Because I think they do. And I think that that voice needs to be heard. I think a bunch of dipshits, and, you know, white liberals have, have uh, hijacked the mantra or the, the message of Black Lives Matter. I think they're showing up. And, and I think a lot of African-American folks, black folks, whatever you want to say, see that. And they see these skinny jean wearing idiots, you know, that have hijacked this message. Because black lives do matter. And we need to hear that voice. We need to address it. They need to have more opportunities. Um, and, and I'm all for that. And you know me. I'm extremely concerned. You don't see so, color, baby. Right. I, I see in clear. So don't paint me into a corner right. where I can't have this conversation and admit to the, the wrongs of history. But if we stay in that mindset, what did you say earlier, Tony? Just do something, right? If we, stay, do, yeah. if we stay in that mindset and then we're not moving forward, we're not growing, we're not progressing. So. What do you think about the people that say, well, you know, the country was built on slavery. We wouldn't be where we are because of that. Or, you know, my people were slaves too, or this and that. Like they just try to, instead of addressing the issue of the slavery, they're like deflecting from the problem that what it is. Do you think that, do you, do you think reparations, you know, that's one of the things that they're trying to do, you know, like mm-hmm. to get reparations. It, I don't know. That's going to fix everything though. Like, it's giving everybody money. It's exactly you know? what we talked about in housing. You give yeah. them, you give reparation yeah, yeah, and like, the resources, you don't address the root cause. But, you know, and it's just like, yeah, every African-American in the country will get blank amount of money or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or how is that fixing the problem of what it's become? Because some people still have that mentality, you know? It's not. It, it's yeah. not. And um, But yeah, hell, you know, 
I'm going to apply because I technically I am African American. I was born in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I live in America. So mm-hmm. I'm going to you know, try to get some of that money too. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just kidding. But like you're, you're whatever you can be to fit the right. moment. You know, back in the day when we were taking TCAP and stuff, white, African-American, other was yeah. the two options, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, now yeah. you have like whatever the kids have to sign up now. But no, man, I just, yeah, give the, give, give the people the money. But we also have to listen to what the issues are. And we need to start addressing it. And some of these fucking people that have been in Congress and Senate and, and House of Representatives and stuff like that for lifers, you know, mm-hmm. that needs to change. Mm-hmm. I think there should be a term limit, like how the president can only be for two terms <laughs> or whatever. Because, you know, these people that have been there, like Joe Biden, he's been there 47 years. Do you really think he's in touch with people like that are trying to make a change in the world like right now, you know, like trying to trying to make the world better. Do you think he has any idea what's going on with stuff like that? Or he just he just knows his world and that's it. I don't think Joe Biden's in touch with his own frontal cortex. I don't <laughs> think he can make a coherent thought. So. But like you see what I'm saying though? Like they're so we they're so removed from the real issues in the world mm-hmm. that, that maybe that's why they don't know how to fix them. Well that's yeah, yes. The answer is yes. That's part of it. I mean Term limits, hands down. There need to be term limits. You know, it, the it, the folks that used to you know go to Congress and, and represent were farmers, and they would they would go to Congress and they would go back to their village and represent the constituents. I don't think they're representing the constituents. I think there's too much big money and lobbyists um, that 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 drive these decisions, and they're not addressing the root cause. Right. right. Term limits is a given. You know, you have to be a fucking idiot not to understand that this guy doesn't need to be here for 40 years. It's I think like, Donald Trump makes a great point. You know, if it wasn't for, and I, w- I don't think it's Obama. That's who he, he tries to pin it on Obama and Biden. I think he makes a good point that he wouldn't be here. That dude wouldn't be elected if the other folks weren't fucking it up. Right. Yeah. And those other folks are on both sides of the aisle and have been there too long. Tony, you look like you wanted to say something too. <laughs> no, I was thinking about this earlier today when people are like, he's not presidential. But mm-hmm. I'm like, what's presidential? Owning slaves, uh, cheating on your wife. <laughs> right. It's, you know, why is the number one position in the country, the commander in chief has a term limit, but guys that are, mm-hmm. are and, and women that are under him, don't have any term limits. They're going to be there from when they're 20, what, whatever the minimum age is till they die. Right? right. Right. Like that's that to me, that's kind of like, what? Like we're putting a limit on the head position, but not like the other positions. It just, I'll, I'll challenge you on that. Look, look at what we just talked about. We talked about um, Bill Gates and Bezos and jobs and right. everything, right? Smart guys busted their asses in garages. We've all seen the memes of where these things started. Yeah. Right. And then you look at the Democrat, um, national convention or even the debates, the primaries going up to it. You look at the Republicans on the other side of the aisle. We've got Donald Trump who's 70 something Biden, who's got one foot in the grave. And <laughs> and, and we look at it and we're yeah. like, okay, these are the best leaders. We, we are the greatest thing to ever happen in the history of the world from capitalism, the country, the independence and freedom that, that people right. take for granted. And we look around and we say, these are the smartest and the best leaders for this time. I call bullshit on it. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you why. These folks that are great leaders, that that would be more than willing to run, 
and, and only be there for four to eight years and go back to their families or their businesses are not doing it because of the attacks from the mainstream media, the digging into their, their wives and their spouses and their families and constantly just negativity, right? Like everybody's got shit in their closet that they don't want out there in, in the papers or on the, right. internet, on the interwebs or the internet. Right. So allow people to be people, allow them to be fallible. Let them have these, you know, things where they may have fell down myself battling with, with alcohol, you know, let that be there instead of that being the number one talking point of why they can't be a leader. Right. I think it's, it's more of a positive if someone has addressed something and moved forward, right. Then, then, tearing them down. And it's that negativity. We said earlier, just do something. I think the three of us disagree on a lot, but the one thing we do agree on is being positive and helping others. Right. And that, that philanthropic spirit that we all have of, of just helping out our community and society as a whole. So why tear these folks down that, that may put their hat in the ring to be a leader at the local level, you know, at the state level or, or national level. So Okay, uh, what do you what do you thought? What do you think about when they say uh, when people say like I'm gonna hang, I'm gonna fly my Confederate flag because they can fly the gay flag or you know the pride flag. Sorry, I'm sorry, the pride flag. Like your and my thing is the the the, the Confederate flag was a symbol for the KKK, right, or something like that, maybe. They were just it's, losers. It's it's co opted into that. Okay, yeah, I mean they, like, they took it as from the. From the South, basically, and the South lost, thank God. Um, symbols of the KKK. I mean, you, ha- you really have to look at history, right? Right. Um, and, and what the Civil War was fought over. So I- I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to be too controversial. But who <laughs> right. founded the KKK? Nathan right? Bedford Forrest. What party? Democrat. Democrat. Right. Okay. So what party, when you look at all the civil rights votes, and you can go look this up on LOC.gov, and it, you, you have to look at what you're being told. I mean, you have some very bright folks in the in minority communities that are telling the truth, that are saying, we voted for these folks for 40 years, and we haven't gotten anything. Ice yeah. Cube, Ice Cube's tweet the other day, that was a great convention, great speeches, but what the fuck are we getting on day one? Because I didn't hear any meat and potatoes to these ideas, right? So... um I have my own thoughts on who's co-opting the flags. My personal opinion and how I live my life is I don't give a shit who flies what flag. I don't give a shit who wants to get married to who. It's not my place to judge. Yeah. It's just not. I don't don't have a dog in that hunt. If if I see injustice, if I see someone attacking or on, on Facebook or in person, you know, a, a gay couple or a minority couple or a mixed couple. I'm going to say something. I'm going yeah, to speak up. 100%. You know, but other than that, it's not my my place to judge. I'm no better than you, uh, than any of the, anybody that's different than me. They're just different. They're not better, worse, less, more, you know. I saw something the other day. It, it was it was like uh, nobody's on top or above anybody because our shadows are all the same color. Oh, I love it. And it's just like so true. Like, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm this, you know, white is right or black is beautiful, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like we're all just humans at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And we're only here for a little bit of time. And we're all arguing over nonsense, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And it's just like, 
you know, if you realize that, say the aliens come down, they're not going to look at you and be like, oh, you're white, you're Mark, you're good. You mm-hmm. know, or, <laughs> yeah. they're just like, you're my enemy. Right. If they're violent people or like, a violent. I like where uh, this conversation's going because yeah. I'm big in aliens. I know. I saw I'll share that stuff with you. <laughs> I like where but this like, is yeah, at. Like, but you're right, Tony. You know, Re- the, the clip from Reagan says if we were ever you know, faced with an outside existential force, we would all come together immediately, right? Yeah, it's just like, you know, when something happens, like when 9-11 happened or when this whole coronavirus first happened, everybody was scared, mm-hmm. you know? So they were like, I don't know what my future is. Nobody was really like, oh, you know, that person's different than me. I don't want to be with that person. You know, it was all like, just for necessity. You saw they went out crazy about the toilet paper, <laughs> you know? So it's just like... You know, if you can just break that stuff down on the micro level instead of look at things on the macro, we'll be a lot better as people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's okay to be different. Yeah. So this dude over here is real different, and we're still friends with him. You and I used to disagree (laughs) about this, uh, about the minimum wage being Mm -hmm. $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. Do you have a difference of opinion now because those people were the essential workers? No, I don't have a difference of opinion. So you still I, I think the free market should decide what prices are at the gasoline pump? I think the free market should decide all of it. I think that we don't have true capitalism over here when you start to inject. So I guess my thing is like the whole thing with people making more money mm-hmm. on unemployment than actually working for a company, isn't that a little, a little fucked up? Well, yes, absolutely. So that's my point of not letting the free market work this out. You know, if you're incentivizing folks to stay at home, then that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, We have a saying in sales that compensation drives behavior. Okay. So um, that's what you're doing with that. Now, that being said, I still think that there's a lot of folks that need help during these times, right? Yeah. Uh, When you shut down the engine, the, the other parts still need help. And and that's why I think you said earlier in this conversation, we need to open it back up, yeah. open everything back up, let people get back to world to work and uh, toughen up buttercup, you know, on, on all this. Well, it's kind of like we went to a Eubanks party in Nashville, that mm-hmm. fashion house party, and they got all in trouble for having X amount of people there. But then there's businesses in Nashville on broad. Is it broad or Broadway? Whatever the Broadway. Street, yeah, yeah. Broadway. They, you know, they have stuff going on. But it's like, you know, they're picking and choosing who they want to help Mm -hmm. and who they think. I was listening to this Joe Rogan clip, and he's like, at one point do you say, this is fucked up? Because they shut down some kids, some TikTok house or something. Mm -hmm. They shut their power off to their house because they had a big party. And it's like, so are you going to tell me there's two people at my house? You can do the same thing if there's 2,500 people at my house? Mm -hmm. So it's like, where's the point where we got to get away from the government having so much control? (laughs) Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, not just COVID. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the point when you decentralize this. And, you know, <clears throat> this is happening because it's falling down to the state level. And folks, are you know, want to blame Trump. But Trump is has said, I'm here if you need me. The federal government can't come in at the state or local level unless they're asked to. Yeah. I forget what that, that that's called, but um, states' rights, we'll, we'll call it for this conversation. But, you know— He's ready to go in and help Portland. The shit that happened in Portland yesterday was off the wall. What bonkers. happened yesterday? The two groups, uh, the the Proud Boys. Oh, and Antifa? And Antifa were going at it and shooting pepper spray and, and had super soakers full of pee and 
Uh, there was a tweet about balloons being filled with feces. Uh, wow. Raul, how do you fill a balloon with feces? <laughs> you just pull it apart uh, and you just poop in it. I thought you. Now it'd be better you if, your poop, that, uh, if your poop isn't like runny. It'd be easy. You just oh, pull the balloon. Here we go. And then you just get a log and if yeah. it hits the water, you just put it in there. Yeah, I thought you'd have a technique. <laughs> but my butthole loose. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So do you have any other plans for, like, to take advantage of this situation we're in right now with everything being down? Like, would you be into, like, flipping houses or anything like that? Um, I've looked at it, you know. I'm just, I don't have any plans. I, don't, you, I guess I'm at a loss for words because you said to take advantage, and that feels like, you know, it could, or it could sound like a negative connotation, but it's not. I know how you meant it, and um, to take advantage means to to take, see an opportunity or yeah. demand and jump on it. Right, right. And that's a lot of people are doing that. Exactly, exactly. Well, the, I got I got a lot of flack for something I posted about during this quarantine. What was about, that? Um, this is when it first started. I posted something about like if you. Oh, I know. Always talk about you wanted to do something. You didn't do it. It wasn't time that was your problem. It was lack of motivation. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, I got to do this. And I'm like, well, this is not for you. This is for the people that are complaining. If you're complaining that you want to do something and you're not at least trying to take the time to learn how to do something, then what are you doing? Because mm-hmm. there's stuff that we normally would do is closed down. Right. So or you was a lot of time down. Yeah. on so your people, hands to, to what we talk about coding and, yeah. and uh, well, to learn like, a new, even like how he lost a shit ton of weight, mm-hmm. you know, there's gyms aren't open or anything like that. He just fucking walked. Right. So, you know, it's gotta be in your head what you want to do. And there's a lot of people that just want to, to bitch and say that they don't have time or, you know, times are tough. It's always tough for somebody. Different personalities though. If you're in a social group where you're talking about something we used to do this this in college or post college. You know, you sit around a house watching football and everybody's having a beer or enjoying a joint, and you you have these grand ideas of what you want to do, and you're sharing it with your social group. And if someone shits on that, get away from them. Yeah. You don't need that. Yeah, you need to you know listen to your friends' dreams or goals or ideas and say, oh wait a minute, that is awesome. Here's how I could augment that or or help out there. Right? It's that positivity. You're building up your friends. That, that is going to drive these ideas. Um, you know, you've got Bill Gates and those folks. I'm sure everybody shit on these ideas, right? And and you just keep moving forward. Don't let that social circle or, or one or two of your friends keep you from, from your dreams, motivations, goals, whether it's as simple as working out and losing weight or throwing down $100,000 to start the business of your dreams. It's that uh, old saying, like, crabs in a bucket. They don't want to see you doing well because they're not doing well. That's so right. they want to keep you on their level. That's one thing I noticed, Tony, about the the uh, differences between Memphis and Nashville. That Memphis has the crab bucket mentality, mm-hmm. and Nashville didn't seem that way to me in the you know eight or nine years that I lived there. Oh, you lived there that long? Mark was there when nothing was there. Yeah. <laughs> so what was Broadway? Just a couple, like a couple bars only. Yeah, because I remember it, it when I stayed broad, with it was you honky time. tonk. Town. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I stayed with Mark one time for like a weekend, and we went out, and it was nice, but it wasn't like it was. It is now, like mm-hmm. how okay. the Jason Aldean type shit. Oh yeah, oh, all those man, big uh, Kid Rock bars yeah, and all that stuff. Well, four levels. The bars. None of the. No, I mean, the four. icon was just starting, so none of the condos were there. Um, Demumbrian had tin roof and that was it. And that was the, 
one tin roof. Now they're in every fucking town. Yeah. Um, yeah, I moved to Nashville in 2000. What year did you graduate college? 2000. Oh, so you grew up, you went right away. Mm-hmm. Got a job in medical sales and moved straight to Nashville. Got a one bedroom apartment, no cable and free internet. You know, I want to say something real quick. Um, I think being friends with Nick was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me mm-hmm. because I met you, I met Eubank, you know, Nick's mentality. I met this bitch, <laughs> you know, like I'll never forget. I went to Nick and Eubank's house and they lived off Highland and they had something on their, um, the refrigerator. It said like those who work for others or those without dreams work for those who do. It's not saying you, if you work for somebody, you don't have an aspiration, mm-hmm. but it's the goal of trying to achieve something. Right. And that kind of mentality that those two have and you have, you know, it's just, it's, it's infectious. So like, you know, like you were saying, surround yourself with those kind of people mm-hmm. because you don't want to be the loser of your group. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you want to be around people that, like you said, feed you and help you to grow and tell you that your idea, maybe it's not this, I can help you build it better. Right. You know, like even when we did this stuff for the homeless, it was just like, we know, we didn't know where to start. Mm-mm. But it was just like we all just got together and just like, let's just do something instead of just talking about it. That's right. And and technology nowadays enables you to do that, right? You're not you're not set out from each other and you have to get together once every three months. We were talking, Raul's like, hey, texting me, I need this. Can you do that? Go yeah. and, it, and it just all came together. You know, there's a saying, iron, what is it? Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And uh, I believe that in your social circle. So even if you... You don't want to be the loser in the group, but that same person has attributes or talents that that bring something besides the capital or, the, you know, if you're in that group, you're learning from the others. Yeah. And the others can learn from you or build you up, one or the other. So. Uh, I don't like, I don't like the thing about what people say, you know, when Tony said, you know, you've had all this time during quarantine, the meme, you know, the thing he posted mm-hmm. and people, people like, fuck, that's, that's bullshit. You shouldn't say something like that, whatever. What I don't like is the people that say, oh, it's okay if you didn't do anything. But then, no, it's not okay because the people that didn't do anything are usually the people that were complaining about not having time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my say. That's my thing. You it's know, just if you're the one that's bitching about if, you didn't have time to do something. If right. you don't, if you never have any aspiration to do anything, that's fine. Right. Yeah, it is. You and know, the, and and again, some people you need to decompress. Amen. You know, I mean, I've I've used this time to, um, you know, at four forty five or five o'clock, shut it down and and be with my girls because I'm in town, and usually I would be You're in never in town. And yeah, FaceTime FaceTiming with them. So I'm not out trying to build the next sports gear or or do the next thing. I, I just want to watch my kids ride bikes, and they've got you know they're at an age now where. They've got friends in the neighborhood and they want to go over to their houses and everything. And it's, it's tough on me because I'm like, but I'm here, you know, I want you to play, but I can't prevent them from, from growing and having their, their newfound friends and everything. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm not trying to save all the world's problems during COVID. I'm I'm trying to utilize it to spend time with my girls because I don't know when I'm going back on the road. I don't know if I'm going back on the road. I don't know what the new normal looks like. Um, so if you don't, you didn't save, you know, the world's problems during COVID, then don't beat up on yourself. You know, if you did, if you're utilizing this time uh, productively, then then good for you. 
Kudos. Yeah, because like, that's another thing I didn't think about too during this whole thing was the mental health issues. Mm. Um, because yeah, there are a lot of people that they are in their head during this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is a another um, factor that can come into play. But yeah, it's like my whole thing is just the people that say they don't have any known mental health issues. They just are just a complainer. Some people just are complainers. Some people just yeah. like the bitch, man. Well, that's that's how they've um, molded their mental model for survival is that they have to complain or have some type of um, negative analysis, and that's how they move forward. And, and maybe that's because they're scared. I, I don't know, but maybe they're scared of looking within, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and challenging their their soul or their core beliefs. Um, what were you talking about? We were going to go to aliens and then, uh, so I know you believe that aliens are real. I think if you, I think you, I don't want to say you're dumb or ignorant or no, I'm going to say it. you're a dumb fuck. If you think you, we're the only people in the <laughs> galaxy, whatever the fuck it's called, Milky Way, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, there's definitely other things out there because they keep on finding shit. That's not from earth. Where well, did it come statistically, from? So your, your dumb fuck comment, I would just say statistically it's impossible that we're the only ones, right? Right. Space is infinite, infinite. Um, and to your point of, of constantly finding shit, I mean, the Pentagon just came out and said, yeah, there's craft that was not built from this world. And no one gave a fuck because everyone's scared of COVID. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so there's this slow drip of information, um, yeah. that, that's coming and, um, yeah, absolutely. I believe in aliens. I, I don't know what they look like. I'm not scared of it. You know, it is, what it is. Um, what if they're the animals that we see or it's the people among us already, you know, it's like, like you, men in black. Yeah. We have this idea of there's this green headed men with big eyes and mm-hmm. big heads. But I mean, you don't, we don't even know what's down in the ocean, let alone. <laughs> what's that up is above true. Us. You yeah. know, but you know, we can only go so deep in the ocean and then the machines start crushing because of the pressure and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and everything like we can't even get to the bottom of that. Mariana Trench in Australia. Yeah. You know, like what the fuck is down there? You know, we, and we, 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 did, we need to worry about what we can control, control, yeah. control the controllable. Right. And we can help each other on earth where we can actually walk and do whatever, not have to worry about going up or down. Like there's just so much that if everyone just did one thing for somebody, you never know what, maybe the person you walked by and you said hello to was going to kill themselves on the way on the way home. Mm-hmm. Right. And then maybe mm-hmm. they didn't because you said hello to them. Yeah. Whatever, I, I right? love that, that meme where it's like, you don't know that that mother just mm-hmm. dealt with, you know, their handicapped son and they list all these things and that person cut you off and you have to flip them off. Right. I, I like that one. But back to Tony's point, I've let my mind go there, Tony, with, you know, my dog um, of, is there something I'm missing in how he's trying to communicate with me? Yeah. Right. You know, you can put on, different glasses with, with prisms and, and even 3d glasses, you can see things that weren't there right in front of you. Right. Right. So is, is there something I'm missing? I look out the plane window all the time and I'll, I'll watch it with my own eyes and then I'll film it, you know, with my phone and go back and watch it to see if there was something that I missed. Because right. Looking through a different lens. Right. Different oh, lens. Yeah. Maybe it picks up something different, you know, um, so, so that came from a book that I read in my twenties called the Celestine prophecy, mm-hmm. which is a phenomenal book. It's about energy and how plants and everything give off energy. And if you stare long enough at trees and everything, you might see that 
that waviness at the yeah. top or, or the, the colors and, and that's energy. So back to your point, you know, there's enough here that we haven't learned, you know, or, or been exposed to because we have this callus on our brain or we're not seeing it or we don't have the tools that another animal or creature energy has. Right. I don't know what it looks like. I, I love talking about it and exploring it. I wonder if it's, you can look at it, how people see beauty differently. Mm. Like, you know, if you look at certain people, they say that guy is Brad Pitt. He's the hottest man, but then you're some women that don't find him attractive. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so, you know, it's just like, so Are they lesbians? The, no, I'm just saying this. Just, say? People have different different tastes. I said the women that don't find Brad Pitt attractive are they lesbians or? Oh, you, here we go. I don't so know my opinion on that. So it's like they I'm say. Get in trouble in a minute. It's like they say. You know, if we see that differently, what else do we see differently? Yeah, yeah. The perspective. So you got these books on the table, and and Raul's asking if they're lesbians. I think all women are bisexual. Is that are we allowed to talk? Well, about I think that. They say that most women can't orgasm from penetration mm-hmm. and they can from oral. So mm-hmm. there's something to that. Yeah. Well, my analogy probably came from, you know, my, my 20s. But when women see each other naked, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to say something along these lines, right? Oh, you've got beautiful tits. Oh, look at your yeah. butt. It's so cute and everything. I grew up in locker rooms and... I've never in my life been like, hey, the cute ass. Your dick looks really good, uncircumcised. Yeah. You know, I walk to the shower, I walk back, I get dressed, and I leave. There's, there's nothing in me that says that, right? So, and there's nothing wrong with that if you if you do like it. I, that's that's your flavor. But I think all women see beauty differently. Some act on it, some don't. In terms of moving it towards the sexual level, but. I think that they definitely view things differently than a man. Do you think that men are the same way? Kind of, sort of? Because we watch porn with their guys' dicks and we jerk off to it. Hmm. But I've never looked at the actual dick. I mean, how do you avoid it? <laughs> like in a blowjob scene or a POV? Not saying it turns you on, but I'm saying you're comfortable enough to watch that. Not saying you would be in a room with a guy and you'd be like, I want to look at that dick. <laughs> but in in that certain scenario, it like the gayness factor kind of gets thrown out the window. Because I have I know a guy, and he was so upset that his favorite porn star now is getting his dick sucked by dudes. But I'm like, <laughs> dude, you've been watching this guy for eons, fucking other girls. But yeah. for some reason, that part grosses you out. Hmm. And it's just like, how would you even know that unless you're like, who searches for a guy porn star first right. of all? <laughs> This, and, your friend's awfully <laughs> quiet over there. Hey, it's not me. You're it's not me. Quiet. It's not it's me. It's not him. I would call him out if it was him. Yeah. It's just, he'd be like, this fuck right here looks like, you know, that's what he would do, but it's not me. And then also, no, I mean, I think it's funny how people are grossed out. It's not my cup of tea, but people are grossed out by tranny porn mm-hmm. or transsexual porn or whatever you mm-hmm. call transgender porn, like where it's a guy, a chick with a dick, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. But it's like, you're, it's how's any different than, a normal guy in porn. They just oh. have tits. So wouldn't that be more attractive because they have a female <laughs> at it part? No. You got way not, too much time on your not hands. Not for man. me. So I, mean, I, I just, I really need you to start going back to work. Like, I just go that. hang out there. I yeah. do work. That goes but, back uh, to my conservative side. There's two genders <laughs> folks. That's it. No, okay? but I'm just and, saying like <laughs> when you look at porn, porn is a weird thing that we get off on looking at other people. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not normal. 
Yeah. So I think that, you know, it, it definitely wires us differently, I believe. Well, to your point, like, it's about your imagination, right? When you're, when you're masturbating to porn. Yeah. And so is your imagination focused on, you know, the key or the lock? I'm, I'm busy looking at the lock, <laughs> right? I, I, I'm not concerned with what key is, is open. I just find it funny how some guys just try to be so masculine, but they, you know, I don't think there's a true God that's just like an alpha male, man's man, no, you know, no. like we have estrogen in our body. So there's, there's gotta be something in there that, you know, there's a male and female side to all of us, I mm-hmm. believe. The yin and the yang. Yeah. I get it. But the feminine side, you know, just sees beauty differently. Oh God. I wish I could be more engaged during this, all this, man. You, you seem busy. I oh, know. I'm sorry fucking on call this week oh that's right that's right mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad he actually talked to are you, you giving him he... a hard time about work i mean how many posts have i seen you while i'm at work <laughs> oh man my job in this beard. my job is cush like i'm not gonna lie your new job my new job at eagle yeah, is fucking okay. cush like now there's stuff we have to do that's a little different that i haven't fully learned yet mm-hmm. but i just got a text message from my friend and saying I'm gonna be with this uh, guy named Brad mm-hmm. the next two like tomorrow this this week and probably next week, and apparently Brad is a merchandiser. Merchandising fucking sucks. Yeah. So the truck comes, drops the beer off at the Kroger or Walmart. Mm-hmm. You pull the beer from the back room, and you stock the shelves, and then you organize it in the back in the back room at where like the Budweiser still would be or whatever mm-hmm. or the area. Is that the same guy that builds the the like kick ass display? Yeah. So usually in Kroger, the bulk team. So whoever has that Kroger, he works for the bulk team, mm-hmm. right? And so he he would he builds the display with his manager, okay. or the manager builds it. Now sometimes if the merchandiser is way ahead of schedule, he can he can help the, but he ain't gonna say nothing because he's gonna sit in the truck and just chill, right? right. Instead of going to go help or whatever. But um, the last two weeks I was in Nutbush. And the guy I was training with, he had the biggest route in the company. And dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, that guy's a beast. Yeah, his fucking system is just like mine, the way I had it at where I used to work at Ajax. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not used to having people with me because, I, you know, I we were getting done in like five, six hours. So then we would, but like the thing that sucked is at Eagle, they want you to work eight hours because we're salary, you know." Mm-hmm. You know, cannot give it if you leave at two hours, uh, seven hours and thirty minutes. No one's going to say anything, you know, right. or whatever. They don't want you starting at six thirty and leaving at twelve, right? right? Kind the of the overtime, right? But like they, um, it's going to be really good. I'm just going to go out there and do what I do and outshine everybody else, and you know, there you go, there you go. And that's I love it. it. I love it. Congratulations, by the way. Hello. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really good, but. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, I mean, I was, I told my old job that I didn't want to leave, mm-hmm. but I wanted more money. Right. You know, and they were like, oh, we'll change your route. We'll change your route. I was like, no, I'm on the biggest, second biggest route in the company. The money's not the problem. Right. Size doesn't I mean, matter. I mean, I mean um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I didn't say, I'm sorry. I didn't say the money's not the problem. I said, I want more money because I'm doing so much more than mm-hmm. I was 
and my route is tight as fuck, you yeah. know? And they're like, oh, okay, let me talk to the, let me talk to the owner told me he was going to talk to the general manager. Mm-hmm. When he told me that, I was like, what the fuck? You're the one signing my check. Why do you have to talk to anybody? Just give me the money. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. like, I was like, so okay, well, you, you have to, I see both sides of that. Right. You know, so, because well, you have to let your people manage. Right. So exactly. So the general manager was like, I'm sorry, he was not the general manager, sales manager. Um, he was like, he sent me an email. So I put my two weeks in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked. Uh, they sent me an email on Wednesday or something like that, right? Of my second day of my two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, my third day. And well, I just want to say congratulations on whatever your future endeavors are. Or unfortunately, right now we're you know we're not going to be able to accommodate your request. And right then, I said, "Fuck these people." <laughs> I'm fixing to. Go to Eagle the right way because I put my two weeks in and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I put my two weeks in because uh, the people at Eagle show me straight up. Until then, this is one hundred percent. Even even my friend I've known for twenty years that works there for a long ass time is like, I can't talk to you about anything. I mean, I can talk to you about you know you probably come over and do sales. I can say stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I can't talk. I cannot talk to you. What's up, Milson? He's like, I cannot talk to you about um, like how much we pay you because. Everybody consider poaching you, and mm-hmm. we're just not going to poach each other's guys. Yeah. Put your two weeks in, and uh, put your put your two weeks in, and then that's what, that's what I did. So, and now uh, I'm just waiting to get my route so I can show my friend Pino what, I, what I'm capable of doing. Yeah, you've got the fire in the belly now. Right, you got right. a little competitive spirit. Right. So, You're ready to go out. There. And I just feel really, really bad for all the people. That I'm fixing to demolish that work at Ajax. There you go. But, you know, I'm not going to be a woman. Nothing personal. I don't want to hold it personal, but if they start fucking with my shit, like taking my signage down, some mm-hmm. like little things, you know, mm-hmm. little irritating things, I'm going to fuck them up. Like, I'll, I'll stay on my route for 20 hours a day. I was going to say, don't let the petty shit get to you. Yeah. Don't let like, signs coming down. Keep, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, because the salesmen, they all love me. The management is the one that's, really pissed off I left and went to Eagle. But see, they were trying to say that I left and they poached me. I was mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. That, that, that's not how that happened. I asked for more money. You guys yeah. said no. Uh, you know, I put my two weeks in the right way. And after my two weeks ended is when I was contacted. I told, I did now, you know, I did put a, send an email saying, hey, I, you know, I put my two weeks in. If you guys have anything, I know I have to work my two weeks out, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But after they told me that they weren't going to do anything for me, I worked eight of my 10 days. Mm-hmm. I said, fuck y'all. I'm out. It's Turn- like that girl in high school you wanted to fuck, and then you're going to go out and show her yeah. you know, what you're doing in college. And then she That's wants right. to sleep. Why do you think I lost all this weight? <laughs> I got rejected. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. You want this dick now, huh, Ajax? Yeah. <laughs> Milton, do you know Mark? Uh, I think I've seen him. Uh, yeah, I think we've seen Good to see you, man. Um, right. But I don't know. What you went up to, Milton? Uh, work and then going out, but trying not to look like I'm doing too much at the same time. <laughs> like here and there. There ain't really too much to do. So what'd y'all do last night? Did y'all end up going to Andy B's? They went to Andy B's. I heard you yelling in the background, yeah. why the fuck are we going to drive all over to Andy B's? There's a bowling alley right down the street from us. Like yeah, makes no sense. Why would I go deep into Barlow for no reason <laughs> at all? I was like, I'm going home. Damn. Where were you at? Uh, Roshan's house. Oh, okay. So that was Cordova, so... I'm okay there. But. Oh, maybe that's why they went to Andy B's then, because they all went to Cordova. 
Isn't there a bowling alley yeah, in Cordova, right, though? right down the street. Oh, yeah, Cordova Bowling Center. Yeah. That's right. That's what I thought Speaking we were Speaking of memes, that's the one I love, Tony. What's that? Is that everybody needs to use the foot spray at a bowling alley yeah. to kill this COVID shit? <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's some good shit. I like that one. That's funny. So, Milton, what have you been up to, man? Uh, Just playing everything day by day. You're like, after work, I try to squeeze in some something to do, but I only have so many hours, so it's 10 o'clock now, so... I really don't do anything through the week. Saturday is when I usually try to find something to do. Oh, yeah, because everything does close at 10, yeah. which is the most ignorant shit. I don't get that. <laughs> COVID, does, COVID only comes out after 10. Remember, that's the one of the memes, too. Everything closes at 10? Yeah. Yeah. Bars, everything? Yeah. Everything. If you, if you're shows, able, you, shows you where I've been. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you're able to serve, yeah. like, you know, if you're able to be open like yeah. with live music and stuff, like My King and them, they have to close at 10. Really? Now that's that's what they're supposed to do. Are they yeah. whoever's doing it is doing it? Whoever's not doing it, you know, they got those speakeasies and kind of yeah. over and stuff like that. I talking about that. unspoken. <laughs> yeah, but it's just one of those things, man. Like, okay. So basically, I just told Tony I'm gonna have to bail. All right, I got to get back to my kids. Mm. You know, those are very important. Well, yeah. I appreciate it, Mark. Yeah. Next time I'll no, this be more fun. engaged, man. Yeah, you're, you're working part time over there. So oh, no. don't we worry. We need to set an agenda next time. We need to say we're going to talk about this. Well, this. the best is that's like how we freestyled it. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to put a Nazi flag behind you where we do your picture. <laughs> oh, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I got to get, get a picture of Mark. Yeah. Why would there be a Nazi flag? Behind Come on, me? just you white. Come on, just. Cheesing. Cheesing. One more. All right. Did you follow along to any of the conversation? I did. I'm just joking. Okay. I was going to say, what the fuck does me being white have to do with any of it? Go, uh, <laughs> go get your voting ready. Tony, you were here, right? This is recorded. He's a moron alive. You coined that for so, somebody we know. You called him a moron alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't hear that. What was it? Remember you called um, our friend. or uh, You can he, say it. You can cut it out. You, you called him moron at life. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he says something dumb, I was like, "You're a moron at life." He's like, "Mark said that first and I was like, "I know." Yeah, why are you stealing from Mark? That's man. fine. It's at least your footnote, and that's good. Uh, well, that's I enjoyed cool. it, guys. I'm gonna get going. Raul, thank you very yeah, much man. for the tire. Let me know if you need another tire. I yep. got you. Yep. We're gonna see if we can spread the uh, the positive energy in my neighborhood and start giving some folks some tire flipping. I saw that tire back there. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a pool? Do I have a pool? No, my neighbor has a pool. Pool. For paying for the pool because <laughs> yeah, I just, you just go over there whenever go you want. There and jump in, you know. So we'll That's probably be doing some swimming today. So. Nice. Thanks for having me. All right, Mark. All right, Mark. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thanks it. For doing it.